I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And And this this is That Other F Word. Hey, Katrina. Hey, Ren. Hey, what's your favorite Britney Spears song? Toxic. I think that's mine, too. What about you, Mitchie? I mean, I really do like that song a lot. I, I like it a lot. I really, the remix that Mark Ronson did of it with ODB was A1. But, I have not heard that. Oh, it's so good. But yeah, I, I'll have to go with that as, as my favorite Britney track. I mean, Hit Me Baby One More Time is just well, classic. So good. That's what you think of for sure, I think, the most, like when you think oh, of Oh, baby, baby. <laughs> so good, Mitchie. Look how close you could have been to being Brittany or something. I know, I could have if it wasn't for this pesky beard that keeps me attractive. <laughs> I remember like the first time I heard about her, uh, my god sister Hannah, we had a computer. She didn't have a computer at her house, so she brought over Brittany's like first CD. And if you put it in your computer, there were like special features and stuff. Yeah. Really? Well, I remember that. I remember the the late 2000s or the early 2000s when you get the bonus content on the discs. <laughs> oh, okay. So let me say that Britney Spears is two years younger than me. She's like the same age as Mitch or she's like right in between me and Mitchie. And, you know, when I was hurt, when she comes out, I'm very much not into that kind of music. You know, I'm very much a grunge, um, anything from Seattle 90s not Britney Spears. So not a fan until I was much older. Ab- absolutely hated everything she was about. So I never hated her, but I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't like a huge fan, but I feel like I have liked her more the older I've gotten. Correct. I, I but I absolutely just, dis- dis- absolutely despised her, Christina Aguilera, Jessica Simpson, all those bimbo blondes I totally out on now and that I'm not saying that that was fair of me but I'm like you know I'm like in high school what do I think you know you're so you're the problem mm-hmm. um <laughs> no I think I think I'm hit me problem. baby one more time I think that one I was like oh I could get behind this one because of that little like it was like this rocking riff or whatever like it was yeah. it just had this like fun beat to it I, I wasn't like bragging about that or wearing Britney Spears shirts you know I was still like yeah man like Led Zeppelin's awesome right and everybody's like Led sure. Zeppelin it's it's 1999 what what <laughs> um, I mean, but like I was also learning about Rage Against the Machine at the time and all this other stuff and so you know it, I was a, a young male youth in the late 80s all through the 90s so yeah, toxic masculinity. Woo! Well, and I was the like defining characteristic of the <laughs> '90s. Well, and I was that girl who was never going to be Britney Spears, so I hated everything about her. Mm. You know, I it wouldn't have mattered. I could have never been that cute little blonde. You know, and nobody it, in your life said you could be anything you wanted to be when you grew up. They didn't say it that way. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, Katrina. I was, uh, yeah, I was never going to be Brittany. I, and I, I think you can still do it. Thanks. <laughs> I think it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> never too late. <laughs> well, 
we're talking about this now because you know the the Hulu documentary came out, the New York Times documentary about Britney Spears and her conservatorship, and it came out I think last month. You have stopped thinking about it. You've stopped reading about it. You've stopped talking about it. So now it's time for us to do an episode about it. Um, remarkably, Mitch kind of gave it to us as homework, and Katrina actually watched it before I did. Very studious. See, it's yes. never too late. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Now so, all you need are the pigtails. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> happen. Um, so yeah, we watched. We all ended up watching the the Hulu documentary Saving Britney, and I do have framing, framing, framing Britney. Framing. I'm sorry. What did I say? Saving, Saving Britney. Definitely not. Saving <laughs> Private Britney. Saving. <laughs> framing Britney. Um, and so <laughs> I, I guess we can we can dig into like kind of what what I was talking about. You know, she's marketed very young. Because if, if if I'm like 16, 17, when she comes out, that makes her like four. And they're over-sexualizing her, which someone, you know, for me, I was like brought up so different than that. It was offensive to me, which is why I hated her. You know, as a kid, I'm not really thinking about who's holding the puppet strings because I'm a kid too when she comes out. Um, and I, but I absolutely just hated everything she was and, and, and what they were portraying. And that wasn't really her. Totally. The kid being so what, commanded. What were like the major like things that impacted you on the documentary? Like what were your like biggest takeaways, both of you? Well, I, the I Diane Sawyer interview was filthy. Like I needed to shower after that. It, it was, you know, I mean, and I, I remember it vaguely <clears throat> again. I, I was, I graduated high school at the age of 17 in May of 2000. So just to kind of date myself and put myself into the, into the zeitgeist of what was happening in the, in the nineties and early two thousands. And I, when I said it earlier, toxic masculinity was the defining trait of the nineties, even more than the eighties. Uh, I think even the eighties were more inclusive. A lot of that had to do with the amount of cocaine, that was happening in the eighties, but the nineties, I mean, it was, I mean, I remember it. everything was like, well, this is what men do. And this is what women do. And women are sex objects and everything was about that. And it was this very clear divide. And it, it always devolved every interview with every female celebrity devolved, especially the young ones, are you a virgin? And to hear them ask that to like a 16, 17 year old girl who's just trying to make music, like that's filthy. Like nobody needs to know her. that information. It doesn't need to be out there at all. And if you were trying to, like there's there's no other way to, to look at that other than sexualizing her because her sexuality should not exist in the mind of anyone at this point in her life. Right. And that's what they did from as soon as she's out of the gates. Um, Ed McMahon on Star Search, when she's like eight, asked her if he, she would be his girlfriend. And that one was the one where I was like, I mean, like, I know you think you're being cute and that's something that used to get done. But now and it was so ick. I mean, and she poor thing is like 
what, what do I say here? Like I'm right. trying to win the, I'm trying to win four stars on star search, which by the way, I love that show. Um, what gross, this is a guy who's older than her granddad at this point, you know, ill. So I, the part that like hit me the most was the paparazzi coming after her when she was like a new mom. I, so having just so recently done that, no new mom needs any help feeling like a bad mom. Um, and also like, <laughs> I can, it's like the roughest, like it's a hard time and like, you're kind of just in survival mode and to have someone like trying to document that so intensely and like, I mean, she like flipped and she didn't even drop the kid. She just kind of tussled it. Like, you know what I mean? She lost her balance a little bit or something and like, oh, she's going to drop her baby. Like, oh my God. Like, I think I started crying. Cause that's. Well, I'll say this is all of, all of what this, the whole documentary said to me is we as a society are monsters because we're the ones who want to see those pictures. Right. I, um, I can't hardly I, like I, the paparazzi obviously is a problem, but when you tell me you're going to give me a million dollars for a picture, I'm not going to lie. I don't care who you are. I'm going to probably take your picture for a million dollars. I, well, yeah, I, mean, I think this is just like racism, sexism, anything kind of like the system that has been created was the problem is the problem. Yeah, it's you know all I mean? of our fault. It's not just, you can't blame paparazzi. You can't blame anything. It's a collective problem. It's not one something's pro it's everybody's thing. And so but her shaving her head and then going after that one guy's car, like, and then they were like, oh, look, she dented it. And it was this tiny little thing that like could have happened at another time. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna take an unpopular route here probably. But what I'll say is at that point in that picture, she is absolutely insane. It doesn't matter how much damage she can, she inflicted. She's insane. She was made to be insane. Yeah. I'm not saying this is all, you know, by accident. And I do believe she should have been under conservatorship. I now- so that's a whole, we can get into that, but I want to very, very plainly say she absolutely was nuts at this point. Okay. Nobody behaves in that way. She was made to be that way and she did need to be protected from herself. She probably had postpartum depression. Like, yes, absolutely. She to the absolute, I a hundred percent agree with you. I, I mean, the conservatorship, I like don't even have enough. I mean, you can talk about that more uh, intelligently than I can probably, but like, she needed help and she needed someone that she could trust and rely on. And it doesn't seem like she, even the people who had good intentions around her didn't know how to help her. I don't think. That's right. And so, so we I, can talk about that. Part of the documentary that upset me is you have a whole lot of people talking about, and it's always, it's typical. It's armchair detectives. Yeah. It's armchair quarterbacking. I mean, the whole thing, everybody thinks they know everything. And most people don't know 90% of anything. Of and so, of course, I'm not a lawyer, but I, I, I actually work for one of my attorneys. We represent two conservatorships. So this is actually a part of the law I actually do. I think that Britney Spears should have never, her, her, nobody in her family should have ever been appointed her conservator. No. It should have always been a fiduciary. And by that, I mean, it should have been an institution of some kind. There are tons of people, places, things. There are trust departments at banks. There are, that can be a conservator. Um, that could, they should, that should have been money. Maybe a per, the personal part could have been a, a, a person who knew her or a family member, but 
The money should have never been touched by anybody, not fiduciary. So, which is now, by the way, is re- they've just appointed an institutional fiduciary to her conservatorship just within the last month or so. Sorry, yes. go ahead. Well, I was the one person I know you and I talked about this. The one person that you and I both liked that was interviewed was the lawyer who was going to be her lawyer and then wasn't able to be. I don't, I think that maybe her dad wouldn't let her hire him. I can't remember. No, she was told she wasn't able to, which is also something that, and that could be California law, which I don't know about. I think that's where her her conservatorship is being held. Like Tennessee law, for instance, my concern, the one we have, our ward in one of our conservatorships does have an attorney. Yeah. Okay. Um, And now he was appointed by the court, but he's, we still petitioned for him to, you know, we talked to him, like interviewed him as the conservators to see if he would be somebody who, and that's the kind of law he practices. I think it's weird that she was not allowed to have an attorney. But it was, it was great that what he said was, I don't know everything. We just, we can't know what we don't know. Here's what I can tell you, but we just don't know what we don't know which is the hallmark of someone who actually knows what they're talking about. That's um, right. <laughs> yeah. He, he was really, I really liked him. He was my favorite person on the documentary and I hate lawyers. Um, but he was very, you know, reasonable because you can't, you can't just make up these, you know, all these people, 90% of the people they interviewed who were on the free Britney movement were like, I don't even understand what a conservatorship is. And it's right. like, so how do you know she doesn't need one? Well, and here we have like, you know, the whole problem all along was that people were so hungry for information about her, right? And so now there's people who like her and are big fans of her. Like there's a whole podcast, these women they interviewed, uh, like dedicated just to like dissecting her Instagram posts. Which I hate. Yeah. I'm just going to, I well, I look, and I've seen it in so many documentaries recently. Uh, if you haven't watched uh, the the Cecil Hotel documentary mm-hmm. or Don't Fuck With Cats. Uh, like you, you see these things that are, and this isn't, this isn't even remotely as bad as those two, but it's still internet people that just get this fire up their ass. Like they know what's happening and they know what's the best thing. And then they go on these deep dives and they start pulling things apart and they make everything more complicated. And ruin other people's lives in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we saw that in the Cecil Hotel with the, the musician. Yep. Where this dude was just, the internet just starts going down this rabbit hole. And they're like, well, here's a video of a guy at the Cecil Hotel. It must be him because he sings about murder in his death metal band. It's like, well, obviously y'all have never heard death metal, first off. Secondly, you didn't do all of the research. You just found a clip and then you like the internet attacks this dude. And it's, it's similar, but in a different way where it's just these people who are like, Brittany just posted something weird. Well, maybe Brittany's weird. She is, you know, I I mean, that's the thing is it's like, and that's fine. And, and maybe, maybe she does need help, but yeah, like, and, and I guess what I'm saying is these people read so much into everything. It becomes like the QAnon conspiracy where if you, like, I've been watching a documentary on that. I've watched a couple. And if, if you look at it, the, the Q person or whatever, just post these, these cryptic messages. 
And then the rest of the internet pulls it apart and goes, oh, well, this is going to happen. And this is probably going to happen. And then everybody runs with it and believes it. It's the same thing where you're basically doing word searches for for anything and you're, you're grasping on anything. Well, she said red three times in this post, so it must mean uh, I, I don't, dur. I don't know because red is backwards is dur. I, I lost you know it. But. I feel about like, you know, when you read a horoscope and you make it fit yourself because that's, you know what I mean? It's, it's like anything. It, it fits yeah. your dialogue if you want What's it. wrong with that? <laughs> it, look, if you want to find controversy and you want to find conspiracy, you, you can find it very easily. Well, I'm saying probably Rin, within this podcast. Rin, who is a overthinker, overlooker into uh, of a lot, I think could probably speak to some. You're not a conspiracy theorist, but you, no. of the three of us, you definitely. Mitch and I get a text. More and we're susceptible. Like, no, but we're like, okay. Rin's like, what did that mean? And are they mad at me? And, it's like, and are they okay? I'm like, <laughs> then it's fine. We're fine. Everything's <laughs> like settle down. <laughs> but because, but, and but I do that mostly in my personal life, not about people who I've never met. Right. right. And that's what's so weird is the obsession with celebrity culture that we have in this country. And my, my biggest question is what the hell do these people do? Like, what, what do you do in which you can spend this much time decoding things that aren't even coded? <laughs> Like, like, I mean, the idea that Britney is somehow sending coded messages out to the internet, it, it's a bit far-fetched. It's very Yeah, funny. I mean, also, I'm unclear on if she even, I, I will admit, so I had this for way later in the episode, but we're off the rails anyway. So uh, <laughs> you guys have totally taken my, <laughs> we're fine. Um, I did think like, this is terrible what's happened to her. It was terrible all along. We were all a part of it. It's terrible. That's worth talking about. But like the protests outside, and maybe that is helping. And I hope that what's right happens for her, of course. But like, there's a lot of terrible things going on in the world that aren't getting this kind of attention. And I'm not convinced she even wants it to have this kind of attention. Right. I mean, and I guess yeah. the, the hope, I guess, for these people is that she's going to release new music. I think they have just like, I think it's their themselves into a cause. You know it's what I mean? It's also their, their little blip of fame. They got interviewed for a Hulu thing. So now they're, you know, the most famous person in their circle. Or they have their own Reddit board or something. I, it's, yeah. it's just beyond me. Um, I, I, I mean, obviously... Well, like you said, Ren, what happened to her and what put her in this position, the gaslighting, the the control, the the paparazzi, the unrealistic expectations in the sexualization of a 16 year old girl that was working her ass off. It, it all led to this point. That's all bad. As far as what's going on currently, we don't know what we don't know. I just said that so everybody knows I know what I'm talking about. This is also, this is more, this is just more of the same thing that made her crazy in the first place. Right. No, it really is. It really is. It's all these people that are obsessed with what she's doing 
And she's like, I, I'm literally posting videos of myself twirling in a sundress on Instagram. Y'all are freaking out. I, I don't know what you want from me. Like, and she's even like, I mean, yo, this is, thanks for liking me. But like, if y'all want to ask some questions, ask me about my favorite color or something. Well, it's also like, you're right. This is terrible. Um, maybe you should donate money to a, like a domestic abuse women's shelter or something <laughs> Like there's, there's other prop, like there's some real problems going on in our country and the world right now. Like, have you read about Africa? Um, What's that? <laughs> I was going to say in, in the grand scheme of my life, I don't enjoy people being bullied or being targeted, but I also, I don't care that much about Britney Spears. Well, and the same, like a person, I don't care. Like I, I would not say you don't care that much about Chris Hemsworth or George Clooney, right? Or Jessica Simpson or any, any celebrity that doesn't have any direct effect on your life. Right. And what I will say is, and, and, and there is, and this is the exception because she's a child star with other child stars. You know, when you're a celebrity, you, you know, you, you are going to get this and you know that she didn't know that because she was a child and the other children but like when celebrities get like picked on or whatever i'm like i'm not i don't know what you want i mean we get picked on and we're just normal people not making billions of dollars you put yourself out there it's going to happen um she was just put out there by the adults in her life that should have been protecting her right so, you know, but as far as me just not uh, enjoying the abuse of any human, yeah, I don't care about her any more than I care about, like you said, George Clooney or any of these people. I don't care. These people aren't my friends and they don't care about me. Like, right. Do whatever. And my tax dollars are really not paying for it because I don't live in the state she's under conservatorship with. So whatever. And, and actually, actually, taxpayer dollars don't pay for that kind of stuff. I mean, I care because I'm me, but I <laughs> like, I don't want to see any human in pain or suffering. Um, but I don't care about her more than I care about a woman. I don't know who's, I mean, I, I love her music. So, you know, whatever. But it's like all these but. people who get on, like, you know, they, they get on. Okay. So like Chrissy Teigen, who is a huge, big, she polarizes and, and yeah. she says what she wants and pisses people off all the time, which I kind of enjoy, but, um, you know, people like follow her just to like put, say nasty stuff. It's like, why don't you just not follow her? I mean, that's, that's the internet though. And, and that's what I don't get is why people, and I, I still won't understand this is why people put so much effort into making themselves upset. Right. And, and Chrissy Teigen's still laughing her way to the bank. You're right. You're an right. Idiot. Well, I, I mean, it's the whole Colin Kaepernick thing when all the dumb people right. went out and they're like, well, I bought these Nike socks just to burn them. It's like you, you did what mm-hmm. you're, you, 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 you gave money to Nike <laughs> to pay Colin Kaepernick just to burn your money in protest. Colin Kaepernick got every cent of it. Don't worry, he got it because uh, they had to pay him for those royalties. It, it's, it's this ridiculous idea of I hate this person, so I'm going to give him as much attention as I possibly can. Right. Yep. And I, I'm very curious on how many of these internet warriors and these Save Britney people have ever uttered the phrase, no, we really need to do something about the homeless problem in this neighborhood. They haven't. Yeah, You know, I mean, it's like, what? but you, you spend all your day talking about somebody with 
more money than God on the internet that you don't even know, but the homeless people in your neighborhood are a problem that we need to eliminate. Right. There's like genocide going on in the world. What's that? People. <laughs> well, that's why I mentioned Africa. Um, there's people that are hungry, like real close to you. I wish I knew the stat, but like I heard the stat recently on the number of children that suffer from like food lack uh, in our own country. And it's really upsetting. Um, food lack is a big problem. Food lack. <laughs> What is, what I've is, recently found a, a really good food lack charity that I'll be supporting too. Food insecurity. Is that it? I, I'm good with food lack. Uh, yeah, me too. What kind well, of car is that? It's a food lack. I will say, I think people focus on celebrities and things like that because sometimes it can be emotionally draining to focus on everything that upsets you. Um, right. So I can. Sure. Uh, but you why know, would you bring, why would you search, search out something else that stresses you yeah. that you have even less control over? But it's like, let's do this because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. And I don't really have to do anything about it. No one's going to have me go and actually break Brittany out of the compound in which she's being held. It's, I can do this from my safety of behind my keyboard, like we do everything nowadays. Well, I mean, I would agree with you until they showed up with signs at the courthouse Maybe it's like the same way that the three of us like watch and listen to things about true crime and stuff like that. Yeah, but I haven't like taken time out of my day that I get paid for to like armchair detective those things. Okay, you're giving then, me sass. I was saying it to back your point up. <laughs> no, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, but then they're going and they're not, they're not working. And they're going Correct. to courthouses holding signs, which matter not. Nobody in the courtroom gives one crap that you're holding a sign outside of it. I hate to break it to y'all. Whoever you are, you're an idiot because nobody cares. It's not going to sway anybody's opinion. It's never swayed anybody's opinion. Good luck. Congratulations. You're wasting time where you could be getting paid for your job or get one. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm in agreement. I, it's like, wow, okay. Well, this is how the justice system works. The person with the most signs out front wins. I mean, we, There's a we know that that's not true. I mean, we have political candidates who put their signs out all the time that don't win, don't we? So yeah. having signs- because they don't have enough. I guess not. But, you know, but standing outside of a courtroom with a sign does not, is not- I know that that means something to the person doing it, but honestly, you would be a lot more productive doing other things. Yeah. So yeah. I did, I did want to mention, and this is just a brief selection, but some of the other women that media has kind of tormented. Um, so Christina Aguilera, Whitney Houston, Megan Fox, Amy Winehouse, Janet Jackson. Oh my God. Janet Jackson. Oh, uh, Jennifer Aniston, Angelina Jolie, Rihanna, Kristen Stewart. I totally forgot about her having to make a public apology for cheating on Robert Pattinson. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> Princess Diana, Meghan Markle, Monica Lewinsky, Beyonce. Forgot about her fake pregnancy. Uh, I'm, I, I just use quotes, air quotes for those of you who are not Mitch or Katrina. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mitch's favorite, Mariah. 
J-Lo, Serena Williams, Anna Nicole Smith, Cardi B, Megan the Stallion, who had to prove that she was shot, mm-hmm. uh, Anne Hathaway, who had to give interviews about the paparazzi taking pictures of her downstairs after she got out of a car, uh, the Olsen twins. I mean, the list goes on and on. But like, I'm, I found myself thinking about whether or not this has gotten better or just different now. Oh, Lizzo. Lizzo too. Well, we have taken, we have both over-sexualized and under-sexualized, right? So Lizzo purposefully is a lot more sexual than maybe she would be normally, but because people are so like against somebody who is not a waif, but then our over-sexualization and like Mitch, you mentioned it when we were, before we started, like the old twins it was a countdown to when they turned 18 yep there was that's that's so gross that i can't even yes i remember it i remember because oh yeah no i'd remember it distinctly and like you'd just be hanging out with some dudes and one of them just be like so got another two years and 14 days what until what also twins turn 18 (laughs) gee 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 this is a little, when she starts on Full House, she's like two. That's gross. Well, and I, they recently serviced an interview where um, Oprah, who is someone the media has also been shitty to back in this time period, not so much now, but um, back when they used to like track her weight, like it was mm-hmm. news. Um, she interviewed them and was giving them a hard time. I think it was Mary Kate, you know, people were going on about her weight and anorexia. And she basically cornered her in that. Like, so this is, you know, and we talked about Diane Sawyer. This is like woman on woman crime too. Like this is. Oh yeah. The eating disorders of the Olsen twins has been a long running joke amongst uh, society. And it's like, why, why it, it, first off, we don't know if they had eating disorders. They could just be skinny. I have very. Uh, Secondly, saying this is going to lead them to eating disorders and thirdly, about themselves whose fucking business is it? Right. Like, this isn't helpful. No, it's not. Especially, I mean, your family can intervene if they feel like your health is at risk, if there is a problem. But otherwise, no, it's not, you know, it's not your problem. It's not something you should be involved in or speculate about. Well, I think the other problem is normalizing this kind of critique, whether it be right. sexualization or... Uh, mental health or, or just in general health where it, it normalizes it to the point where sure. Oprah asked her about an eating disorder, but then she goes in public and the public's like, well, Oprah talked about it. So why can't I ask him about it? Hey, you doing okay. Why aren't you eating? You need anything to eat? You know? And it's like, it, it just, it gives people the courage to say the same dumb shit. Mm-hmm. Well, here's, here's my thought on this. Like, you probably shouldn't be asking something in an interview that wouldn't be appropriate to ask in your place of business, right? Like you shouldn't be asking Scarlett Johansson whether or not she has to wear underwear or not under her black widow costume. But I will say, so then what about people like Howard Stern, who that's kind of his whole thing, (laughs) right? I feel like though, when you go on Howard Stern, you know that that's a thing. That's not what you expect when you are interviewed by Diane Sawyer. Or Oprah, right. And so right. like, there, I think there, I don't, I'm not saying, I'm not a Howard Stern fan at all, but that is, you know, he's going to ask you the stuff that is 
I mean, I don't want there to be no place for weird sexual questions. <laughs> we don't want to lose that fine. entirely. Definitely. <laughs> there's no, there's no presumption of innocence there. I mean, honestly. No. Right. Like, I mean, if you go on Howard Stern, like, like Katrina says, you know what you're getting into. Like there, there's no question on that. I actually admire him more. I appreciate that more because you know what you're going to get, whatever Oprah, you, uh, Diane Sawyer, especially, and Oprah, who are these two magnificent women, right? That so many people look up to, you do expect more from them and you don't expect that kind of inappropriateness. Yeah. You know, they do know better and they wouldn't appreciate it. Diane Sawyer well, fought for them to stop mentioning her legs. Oprah fought to be a strong black woman, you know, who made a lot of money and struggled with her weight. How dare you? You you guys had to fight for the same stuff, basically. Yeah. You just want, you know, misery loves company. That's what it feels like. Well, I, I think it may, it probably feels like that. I think what it actually is, is this is what America wants me to ask, right? Um but maybe America, is, it's not what America needs you to ask. Maybe right. Like I said, I, I think the obsession with celebrity culture is yeah. is so toxic for us. Um, and, and it puts, you know, I mean, you've seen the clips of, uh, I know it's happened a couple times with Samuel L. Jackson where he's out in public and somebody's like, hey, can I get a picture? And he's like, no, nah, not right now. And they're like, yo, but, you, but like I pay, I bought your movies. Like you owe this to me. And, right. and that's the concept is like, no, you're a celebrity. You don't have privacy. You don't right. get your own life. You have to answer my questions. You have to pause and take a picture with me. I don't care if you're with your family or not. Like I pay your bills. It's that concept that leads them to asking this because they like America does want to know not the right Americans, but it's like, it, it's so bad. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, there is no sense of privacy or or dignity once you become famous to people. Right, well, and I you do, end up having to pull like a Johnny Depp and just be like, "All right, well, I'll talk y'all when I do a movie," and that's it. Yeah, I, I think there's, you know, I, like I said earlier, you know, you you kind of know what to expect when you're an adult and you get into it. I do also think that that doesn't give us just carte blanche to be assholes, right? You know? That's, both things can be true. Yes, both things are can be and are true. Like you, you do need to expect that you are going to be. People are going to wonder or want to meet you and all that. You know, you're a beloved character. I also think people need to remember they're human beings uh-huh. and they deserve basic human dignity and decency. Right. Right. It's not that hard. Just don't be an asshole, like we always say. And I do also wonder if it's one of those things that you can't really understand what it's going to be like until it happens. I mean, Agreed. of the three of us, only Mitch would know because he is our celebrity. Um, but as he has stated many times. Many times. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so here's, and maybe Mitch can help with this. This, this incredible lack of respect, not so much what we're talking about with Johnny Depp or whatever, but this like, almost like your body belongs to the public sphere now. Does this happen to men, like male celebrities? I think I mean, so. To an extent. Chris Hemsworth 
I mean, you can't, he can't go anywhere without someone talking about his abs or how jacked he is and whatever, whatever movie he's about to do. Um, and I don't think he's one of the, I think he's one of the more particularly, like he's not one of those more ostentatious ones. You know what I mean? Like some of these guys walk out and they're doing their, you know, they're like machos and whatever. I think he kind of just exists and he just happens to be a hot guy who plays tour. Um, yeah. And so I think that for like him, he's definitely over-sexualized. Brad Pitt. But I, yeah. But I think there's a difference. So especially back in the 90s, this terrible, terrible time. <laughs> I remember it pretty fondly, but... Um, the music was great. Music. Was I, great. Saw, I saw this picture recently of Dave Letterman, who actually liked Letterman, but he was interviewing uh, Jennifer Aniston and he put her hair in his mouth there's no. pictures of him like forcing Sofia Vergara to hug him, patting Catherine Zeta Jones's hair. I don't think men get that stuff. And maybe I'm wrong, but it depends on the environment. I, I think. think I think that it's it's not because I, I think it's because most of the people doing those behaviors were men at the time. And those were the you know, now we've got some women who are in positions where they're, you know, hosting talk shows and stuff. At the time, it was all white dude all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we've seen some of the women get more feisty and whatnot with some of the others. Um, Ellen DeGeneres has done it. Rosie O'Donnell did it. Um, you know, Oprah's probably done it. I mean, she she's had weird, she had that weird relationship with Tom Cruise where he was jumping on her couch. I mean, we just don't necessarily remember them because we're not as skeeved out. And it didn't, it doesn't seem to happen quite as much. But there's been times where Jimmy Fallon does it to a lot of his male guests. He like, did, he actually did like rub Trump's hair, didn't he? But that was, I think, invited. Um, well, uh, <laughs> weird um i mean that's all the planned questions i had guys <laughs> i just think i don't know i think 90 percent of people don't know what the hell they're talking about 90 percent of the time um and well, i think we're not saying like you need to be devoting all the time that you use reading about celebrities to reading about things that are much worse and scarier but it's it's kind of like you know I would say maybe shut the fuck up and deal with your own life. I think that's. I, I, I mean, honestly, and, and I, I was going to say, like, once you, in a, when you are participating in any form of entertainment, people feel like they're owed something mm -hmm. or that you're doing it specifically for them. Right. It's not for you. It's for all. Of right. Us. And to put it into perspective, and this doesn't relate to, to them, but I, I think it does put things into perspective as far as people on the internet and people in general, just feeling this power, this obligation to tell mm -hmm. you whether you're doing a good job according to them or not. And it, it happened a lot when I was in the radio where I would be hanging out on the patio of a bar and somebody would just be like, yeah, y'all play too much Nickelback. I don't listen to your station. It's terrible. You, you guys play too much Nickelback. Okay. If y'all stop playing Nickelback, I might listen. Cool. Have you ever bought anything from an advertiser on a radio station? 
Uh, no, then I don't give a fuck whether you listen or not. <laughs> Secondly, what do you do? You're a bartender. Okay, what's the worst drink that you make? Well, I hate making fuzzy navels. Okay, well, you know what? I'm never coming to your bar until you stop making fuzzy navels at all. Nobody gets fuzzy navels because I don't want them. Because I don't like them. It's and then they go, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But it, it and, and again, I bring that up because it's like, well, I don't like this person's new album. So I'm going to rant about it on Twitter and YouTube and the internet, having no regards for who actually sees that. Or moviepoopshoot.com in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Right. Or I don't like her tits in that shirt. I wish she had worn a different shirt. Mm -hmm. Or she's been hotter before. Or I liked her better before she had the baby. Whatever. Like, this is the kind of stuff that comes out as if anybody that's in the entertainment business is obligated to entertain you specifically and only you. Yeah all of us use individually i guess i just don't understand the impulse to like proclaim your opinion in writing on a forum that you have no control over and that exists in perpetuity like i think it's the old school you know you used to write a letter and burn it just so you get it out but now it's not getting burnt and it's just getting put out there forever yeah, if i want to talk about an album or a, a news article or a story i call one of you or <laughs> kyle or somebody and i'm like hey let's talk this out because i've right. got some thoughts on this i'd like to share right and i just want to get your opinion and bounce some ideas around right uh, and then it goes from there but it's not like no yeah. this is terrible i'm going to throw it under the internet bus Right. It's true though. We do that a lot. And so for everybody listening, you know, we have a lot of texts where we're like, Hey, did you see this? I have a lot of thoughts. Do you? And we are like, yes. You know, and like you said, Mitch, we talk about it and we talk it through. Or Mitch says that's too long a text and I'm not reading that. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Um, but you know, but that's what like normal people who, but, but you know why it's also because we, are not so set in our opinion that we're not willing to hear someone else's. And a lot of these people, like we've said before, sit behind their, the safety of their computer and they don't want to have these conversations because it's too hard to have. How boring. Um, Make a friend. (laughs) They're not smart enough to argue like this. They can only do it one-sided when they have time to think it through and write it out instead of having an actual dialogue. Well, to bring it back to Brittany, um, it, you know that that cat that was that did the leave Britney alone video where he was yeah. crying and he became a, a very a meme very quickly mm-hmm. and everybody like just he became this joke yeah he was right leave Britney alone like leave yeah. her alone let her live her life and stop making it worse right but again because it was the nineties and early two thousands. He was a joke and this little fruity boy and whatever. And, and everybody just threw him under the bus. Just so we're clear. I would, that was not a, a slight at him. I, I appreciate what he did genuinely. I, I appreciate his effort of just saying, yo, just shut up, leave her alone. She's a human being. I think that was the most real thing to come out of any of that. 
Agreed. So in conclusion. Leave Brittany alone. Leave Brittany alone. Leave everybody alone. Just leave everyone alone. Drink your fuzzy navels or don't. Listen to Nickelback or don't. I stop won't. Speaking like your self-hate <laughs> and self-loathing out on other people. Just stop. You're it, the reason why you're being shitty to somebody is because you're shitty, not because they're shitty. Stop being shitty. Stop being shitty. This is how all of our episodes end. We just dial it down to like, stop being jerky. Don't be shitty. Don't be shitty. Ah, oh, it's just not hard. It's not hard. It's not hard. It's just not. And people like Mitch and I, who are like antagonistic, are still like not that shitty. Yes. <laughs> Mitch and- is now. Mitch is now. His uh, his image is Chad Kroger. Is that his name? Yeah. The dude from Nickelback holding his photograph. (laughs) Look at this photograph. (laughs) Every time I do it makes me laugh. I regret this instantly. (laughs) (laughs) We knew you would. So quit hating on Nickelback too while you're at it. And uh, can I say something before we close out so we can probably do a whole other match all. So I feel bad. It's been like weighing on my chest. I I know we don't care about celebrities and emotions and feelings is what we just talked about. But I, on my top five list, I had Mahershala Ali and I pronounced his name so terribly. And number one, if I don't correct it, he's obviously never going to get with me. But also <laughs> we do this thing that we could do a whole episode on with people. I think particularly like black people, Asian people or people of Asian descent. Do you see how uncomfortable I am already? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. And maybe even Latin names where we just like butcher them and don't care. And yep. I don't want, I don't want to be one of the people who doesn't care um, because the truth is like all names, you know, whether it's Anne or Sarah or Katie or Rin or Mahershala, um, they're all just a weird combination of letters. And if one seems easy to pronounce to you, it's just because you've heard it a lot over right. your life. Um, and so I don't want to be a dick like that. Um, and so I, I think we all, that's something that's come out even more, you know, after the shooting with all the, the, sure. the massage parlor. And so I wanted to correct that in hopes that someday if I do meet Mahershala Ali, um, he's no not problem. super offended. So <laughs> I heard he actually stopped listening to the podcast. Damn it. <laughs> well, since you're both celebrities, can you send him this episode and tell him to listen to the end? Sounds good. No, but I can remind people that you can contact us at <laughs> that other F word at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram and probably Facebook. Do we have a Twitter? No, we should, no. but I can't. Okay. I just feel like, ugh. <laughs> One day, if somebody wants to tweet for us holler. Oh, if someone wanted to help us with social media that would be a beautiful thing yeah holler we'll just turn over the reins and just let you have your way kind of <laughs> it depends on which of you calls because there are some of you with questionable uh integrity <laughs> all right well and remember ren you and hit him with it because we can't do this together feminism isn't a bad word catch y'all next time